Hey, what's up, y'all? This is uh, Brother B, and uh, I'm coming today to you from the lab, and I wanted to share my story with you um, because I think it's important to understand, you know, the background and someone's story uh, in regards to their life and, you know, just the way they were, you know, why they are the way they are today. So I wanted to share my story today. Um, uh, first of all, thank you all for joining. Thank you for uh, taking time to listen. But like I said, I myself uh, grew up, you know, in basically grew up in church. One of those that they say was born in the pews. Uh, PK, uh, pastor's kid, um, you know, however you want to explain it, that's the life that I grew up with, that's the life I lived, you know, and, you know, from an early age, of course, I remember going to church, I remember all the um, events we had, all the things going on that our church, you know, had going on, and, and it was, to me, a blessing to be a part of that. But I will tell you that it was also a challenge uh, being somebody who, you know, grew up in the things of God. Not because, um, you know, of course, not because of God, but because of the challenges that there were that were there, you know, as as a young kid, not necessarily understanding um, everything in life, you know, not understanding how things go and that life in general is difficult, whether you're someone who follows Christ or not, right? Um, but most of my young life, you know, I grew up in church, um, started young age, I think probably 10 years old, started playing the drums, you know, helping out in church different ways. And sometimes I think people will look at it and say, um, you know, you were forced to do this or forced to do that. But the way I see it is, to me, it was all positive, right? Um, in the sense that it was like either I would be doing that or I'd be doing something else, you know. And to me, I'm very thankful for my parents for what they taught me, for how they brought us up, because I wouldn't change that. Did I understand everything about God at that age? Did I understand the Christian life at that age? No, I didn't. But the fact was, is they kept me involved in the things of God, you know, from a young age. And that pretty much started to mold who I am today. You know, um, just like anybody else, school, you know, elementary Middle school, of course, and then high school wasn't easy. Um, and, you know, it wasn't something that I could say was just like a simple thing, right? To be a Christian in, in you know, surrounded by people that didn't have those beliefs, surrounded by, you know, maybe friends and, and other people that uh, didn't see things the way you saw it. Um and, of course, fell into some temptations, sometimes did things that were not right. And, again, 
I mean, through that whole process, right? The process that we go through as Christians, even when you're a young person and you grow up in Christ, I mean, you're not perfect. Not everything, you know, just because I was real quiet and just because I was the son of a, of a pastor and, you know, and my uncle was a pastor as well. And that didn't mean that it was easy. That didn't mean that this life didn't have challenges and that I still, that I didn't make mistakes. I did, you know, just like anybody else. Now, I guess the challenge is sometimes you're, you're, and, and it may be something you put on yourself, but you've made, you felt, you feel like you've, kind of can let people down right because again I was brought up a certain way and yet I still make mistakes so you kind of I think that's where the devil uses you know guilt to say man I'm not the person I should be and I'm not the person that people think I am but yet you know instead of it just being conviction as something something to grow from I think the devil used it as you know you put blame on yourself and you get down on yourself and that's not what it's that's not the way we should look at it or the way we should use it um so you know I went through high school I mean d different and again I hung out with my friends and we did again did stuff we shouldn't have did um you know and of course by the grace of God God was always watching me always you know being um was always there and as I look back, I see different circumstances in my life that it could have gone a different way. You know, I could have made this and this could have happened. You know, I could have decided this thing and it could have gone a totally different way than it did. And so I'm grateful for that. I know I had parents that were praying for me, grandparents, people, you know, that were praying and but I still went through what I went through, you know. Um, I would say at the age of 18, probably was the first time that I ever felt an anxiety attack. I didn't know what it was, but all I know is I, you know, I had been, um, well, let me back up a little bit. I think from, it was either my sophomore year to my junior year, I was caught up in the whole, you know, I was young still and, and naive and, and not, you know, didn't have wisdom and stuff. So to me, it was like, you know, I went through a period there where I felt like I had to look good for people. You know, I felt that I had to, you know, fit in, I guess, to the way of the world and the way people at school looked. And so, you know, that summer I went on a diet and... The other thing that I would say is, of course, a diet is good, but you have to do it the right way or else it's not good. And I did it that summer, did it completely the wrong way. I started, I basically starved myself. I wasn't eating. I lost a lot of weight through that summer. Um, and to be honest, I think even some people when I came back to school, um, they thought like, I was doing drugs and stuff because I had lost so much weight, but that wasn't the case. I just stopped eating, you know, and it affected me uh, physically. It affected me mentally. So that was like, it was probably 17 maybe. 
uh, one of those years. I don't, of course, I don't have, uh, my memory isn't always the best, but um, it was it was during that summer uh, was the first time because, again, I wasn't eating and, and just not getting what I was supposed to. And it was the first time I experienced an anxiety attack. You know, I got whatever I got. My heart started beating. I didn't know what it was. You know, and I think it was what my dad had told me it was go outside and to breathe in this bag, right? And I remember doing that, and it helped me. But the thing was, again, I didn't really know what happened. So, you know, mentally in my mind, you start thinking bad, negative things, right? And I would say for the next, I don't know, I mean, till recently in life, honestly, I mean, anxiety and things of, of that um you know, from, from in that area, I have dealt with for many years. And I'll be honest that I think until recently, you know, God has healed me from that. But it took a lot of years. It was a long process of understanding what it was, why you responded the way you did, why your your mind thought the way it did, and really, really getting down to where you trust God completely, you know, And not relying on yourself, not relying on doctors, on people, because trust me, going through what I went through, I went to doctors, I went to, you know, everything I could. And sometimes I think even they gave up on me, you know, but the fact was that I knew even in those hard moments, because there was different, you know, other times in my life at 25, at 30, where I went through those things again, you know, and sometimes It was kind of like every time I lost weight, it was because I was dealing with that. I was dealing with some sort of not feeling good, weakness, whatever it is, right? I mean, anxiety does so much to your body. Um, But in those hard times, in those moments where I was there laying down in the dark by myself, I knew that I just needed to hold on to God and never give up, you know? Just hold on because God had a plan because God, you know... Um, was going to help me through it, was going to allow me to be strong enough. And through through his strength, I was going to be okay. And that's what it kept me sane. That's what kept me. I mean, sometimes, trust me, I thought I was going insane. But, you know, I think God and people praying for me was what kept me okay to keep going, you know. And sometimes I've told people that sometimes it was a minute at a time. Sometimes it was a second at a time going through some of the feelings you can feel when you deal with anxiety and depression is not easy. Trust me, you know, and those that have experienced this, you understand, I understand, you know, and it was, it was something that was very difficult for many years, but I never, you know, and through those years, I continue to serve God. I continue to, you know, grow in Christ. And, you know, one time my dad told me in order to get where you are you had to go through what you went through right now saying that sounds oh that sounds cool or nice or whatever sounds good or you know there's wisdom and it is wisdom but it's more than just the words you know to understand what that means to go through what you've gone through for years and years and you think it's never going to end and you think that you're always going to have it and you think that you're not strong enough and that you can't make it that's what those words mean and he knew it because he's dealt with stuff you know all of us have dealt with things and we know what it means when we say that when we say 
you know, that we've been through so much in this life. We've been through hurt and pain and suffering, but it's that hurt and that pain and that suffering that has brought me to where I am today. To know that God is faithful, to know that God is good, to know that God has a purpose for everything that happens in your life, no matter how bad it looks. And I had to go through a lot. I mean, trust me, my wife, you know, the boys, everybody in my family, people have been there for me. People have supported me. People have reached out. People have prayed. People just dare to say, I'm here if you need to talk. And the funny part or ironic part is that, I mean, again, I've been in Christ all my life. I've grown up, I've grown up in the things of God. I've heard the Bible all of my life. And I've heard other people say that. And, you know, again, the thing is, is that the Bible and God's word and God, he's true. He's the truth. That's the truth. People will say different stories about they grew up in Christ. They grew but they get hurt by the church, this or that. And I mean, trust me, that's the thing that I've un- I have learned that why many times we feel like, oh, like giving up, like, oh, you know, that church isn't for me or, oh, I don't like the way they do it there. Because the fact of the matter is that we shouldn't be looking to people. We serve God, right? There's a father and then the son, Jesus, and then we get the Holy Spirit, right, when we accept him. That's who we serve. We serve God. We don't serve people. We don't go to church and look at people. And that's when we make the mistake, you know. Another thing my dad always told me is the hard part about church is that people run it. And that's the truth. You know, I mean, we've all gone through things. We can all point the finger at this to that, this church, that church. But the fact of the matter is that if you look to God, God never fails and he never has and he never will. Right. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's the only one that won't fail you. He's the only one that will be there through that hard time. He's the one why, you know, when when emergencies or when difficult times come or when, you know, uh, tragedies happen in this world, people turn to God. Maybe when they were doing okay or everything was great, then, you know, we forget about God. But in that moment is because we know that he is the one that, first of all, created everything. He's the one in charge of everything. He has the power over everything and even the devil. And so it's that's that's the reason. And I have experienced that personally, not just in this world, but personally in my life from a young from again, from a baby all the way through my to, you know, through my teenage years and going through what I went through there. And making mistakes and learning from those, sometimes not learning, making the same mistake. I mean, we're all in this world. We all deal with these things, dealing with anxiety, depression. I mean, again, you know, there was a moment in time that I, I, I'm very careful in how I say this. But there were times when I've dealt with depression that I felt like, man, I want to be in heaven. Now, again, by the grace of God. I never wanted to do anything to myself or anything like that. But there was moments that, yes, I'd rather be in heaven because I knew and I know in heaven there's no more crying. There's no more tears. Right. There's no more sadness. There's no more sorrow, no more hurt, no more pain. And some of those times dealing with what I dealt with, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. But again, I held on. And you know what? God has been faithful. God has brought me out of every single one of those situations. And not only that, but he continues because we allow him to. And I allow, not I allow, but I'm, I'm, 
you know, I want God to use me is what I'm saying. Right? He's not going to force us to do anything, but we have to be willing to be used by God. Allah was the wrong word. But we have to be willing to be used by God. And because I was willing through all those situations, God has continued to, to work through me and my family and use us as vessels. It's not about me. It's not about the boys. It's not about my wife. It's about God. The Holy Spirit within us gets us to do the things of God for his honor and his glory. Everything that we do that is positive, that can help somebody, that can share the gospel, it's all because of him. Now, all the negative, all the bad, all the, that's, hey, that's me, you know? But the fact is, the reason that I have served God all my life, the reason that, yes, can I tell you exactly what age that I was saved? I came because you know why? Unless you experience growing up in church and the way it was, I was a young kid and I would hear in church, yes, you want to you accept Christ today? I would say yes, but I didn't, you know, at a certain age, I didn't quite get it. So then the next time they asked, I would say it again until the day that I really understood. And that's where the Bible talks about the age of accountability. I think we know the age of accountability. And at that point, when we understand salvation isn't about works, but it's about what Jesus did on that cross. Right. The son of God. And he loved us and forgave us the way he did. I mean, that's the ultimate to me, the ultimate expression of love he forgives me and continues to forgive me you know i heard earlier that we were the ones that held the nail when they nailed jesus on the cross we were the ones because we're the ones that sinned we're the ones that he died on the cross for me and you our sins you know and so when i was growing up it was like i'd hear it and i say yes i want to but until the day came that I, I decided with my heart and I knew and, and I knew what I was doing and understood, you know, the wrong and there's right. And we have to choose between God or the devil. We have to choose and make that choice. And it was a free gift. And when that day came, then I knew at that point. But to say that I knew that I know the day I don't because I was just always in that. So that's the part where I think there's a misconception that, yes, of course, most people will know exactly what time and what day. But when you're brought up in that, it's a different story because you're it's basically like my nature and what I've been taught was in the things of God. And and I guess not my nature, because by nature, right, we're we're sim we're sinful people. But what I mean is that what I was taught. Right. I saw it every day. What I was brought up in, I saw it every day. So to me, you know, the things of God were, were something that was common that I saw all the time. And it was real easy to get caught up in the religious part of we do this as an act. But that's not what it's about. It's about Jesus and what he did. And all we had to do is accept it. So then, yes, for me. Yeah, I turn around and say, man, he forgives me and continues to forgive me. And he forgave me and he died on the cross for me. I mean, you know, it says the Bible says, you know, I want to be holy because he is holy. I want to love the way he showed me how to love. 
So yes, as people, we're judgmental sometimes. Yes, as people, we look down at each other sometimes or talk about it. But the fact is, is if I look at Jesus, if I look at God, the ones that show me the real example, Jesus and his word, that's the real example of what it is to be, you know, holy. Then I can say I want to be like him. Not only that, but I know that in this life, it's a process for me to grow and continue to grow. And it has nothing to do with what I do. It has nothing to do with my acts. You know, now I do what I do because, yes, when I receive the Holy Spirit, I believe the Holy Spirit begins to work in you. Right. And you want to be like Christ. You want to be like your heavenly father. And with the Holy Spirit in us, we can do that. We can, you know, our heart changes. It changes who we are. And we continue to strive to be like him because he showed us the ultimate expression of love and what he did. And not only that, where we're made in his image. So the fact is, doing these things, it makes us feel good because we're made like him. You know, but we were given a choice. So when I do what I do that's good or positive for somebody, yeah, it makes me feel good. But I have to remind myself and stay humble that it was all because of God. Because what he did by sending his son, that I can even do what I do for others. That I can even get up, right? Because I'm not worthy to stand before anybody. I'm not worthy to be on here. But it's because of him and the Holy Spirit in me that allows me to get up. That allows me to say what I say. Uh, that allows me to be who I am because of him in me. There's that scripture that says, right, greater... Uh, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So yes, understanding God is stronger than the devil. Now the devil's going to throw things at us. Sometimes it's ourself. We throw our, you know, it's ourself that makes us feel like I told you earlier, guilty or makes us look down at ourselves. But sometimes also, you know, the devil throws things at us. This world is full of things that are trying to separate us from God. This world is full of things trying to break us apart from family, from friends, from each other. But all I know is that God is faithful and God has never failed and he has a plan and he's always had a plan for you and me. It's a matter of us just allowing, just being willing. I keep saying allowing. Keep, you know, us being willing to be used by God. You know, and that's where I'm still growing in life. I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. But I want to share the love that God shared me when he died, when he sent his son to die on the cross. And so I continue. I'm 43 now. Yeah, I'm 40. I tell everybody I'm 40. I'm 40. Right. And I've been in the things of God, going to church all of my life. Have I always lived, you know, for God? No. Have I accepted Christ? You know, and sometimes gotten away and pulled away from him. Yes. You know, you don't lose your salvation according to your works. Again, once you do it, it's forever. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That means when you stand before God, he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. Not because of what you did, but because you accepted that free gift. And you believe that Jesus did die on the cross for you. But most importantly, <clears throat> excuse me. That he raised, that he rose again, right? 
on the third day and he's alive today. And that one day we're going to be in heaven for eternity. And again, knowing that no matter what happens, right? I was uh, sharing with my boys Revelations. I heard from a uh, professor recently and he said Revelations is these three things right here. So I don't worry about what's happening now. But he said Revelations is these three things. That if you're a child of God, towards the end times, things are going to get harder. Right? But secondly, God wins. So ultimately, we win. Third, persevere. Like, keep on going. Don't stop. Keep serving God because we know he wins. We know we win. We know that we got the victory in God. And that's all you need to know about Revelations. There's so much in there. There's, yeah, and it gets, it can get confusing. And But those three things right there, that's all you need to know. So I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep telling people about God. Because ultimately, that's what matters is the fact that, yeah, what matters on this, uh, you know, the Bible says, store up your treasures in heaven. That means that people, you know, people's lives and people's souls, that's what matter. You know, that one day we'll be in heaven together with our heavenly father. You know, and so my whole story has, yes, so much I can continue and we can all talk about our story about how we were brought up and what we went through. And yes, trust me, I made a lot of mistakes, but he continues to forgive. You know, there's moments that I got to stop and pray and say, God, forgive me for my sins. And that's basically every day. You know. So and the thing is, he's willing. You know, to forgive. And that's what he did when Jesus died on the cross. He paid for those sins. But I continue to fight, you know. There's that saying, fight, we need to fight the good fight. Right? Because it is a fight. The devil's out there. And the Bible says he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And sometimes he does that. But that's what he's trying to do. So we just got to continue, right, to fight. Continue to live God's word, to live by the example that Jesus left us in the Bible. Don't look at other people. Don't look at this person, that person, because we all know no matter who you are, no matter if you're a leader in church, no matter if you're a leader in school, no matter if you're a leader in society, that we all fail. We all make mistakes. Jesus is the only one that never made a mistake. Especially here on earth. So for me, I live by his example. And I do have to stay humble, right? Because again, our flesh sometimes comes in and says, look at what I did. But nope, it was through God. It was through the Holy Spirit in us. So that's a little bit, honestly, of, of my story. And, and, you know, how I see my life and the Christian life and serving God and being a son of God. Just again, want to thank you for uh, joining and uh, for taking the time. I hope this was a blessing. Um, and um, thank you for taking the time to listen to my story. <laughs>